Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Billy Goldberg. Hey, Billy, how are you? I'm doing well, Ben. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to chatting with you. Billy is the president and founder of the Buckeye Group. They help founders and teams look at themselves critically, get to the root of organizational problems, accelerate growth, and increase revenue. More specifically, they provide small to medium-sized companies direct access to fractional C-suite leadership and advisory without that full-time obligation or the burden of the salaries that can come along with that to hinder organizational growth. So excited to hear about the Buckeye Group and the role it's playing right now with a whole bunch of companies. But before we get there, Billy, tell us a little bit about your background and your career. Sure. Well, I started uh, in the entertainment business. Uh, I was an agent at the William Morris Agency. And while I'm happily out of that business uh, because it didn't, it didn't, um, speak to my heart and soul. I'm proud to talk about it because it enabled me to learn so much right. about communication, how to deal with people, um, how to talk to every level of, of person and communicate in an authentic way, and then also deal making and deal making from a win win perspective. And as a reminder, that deals are made uh, person to person and not company to company. Uh, we really uh, Every deal was different and every relationship um, was different, but um, I learned a lot from that. Uh, and then from there, I, I got into the media space. And uh, after after working uh, at the Tennis Channel and HighSchoolSports.net, opened the Buckeye Group, where we originally were doing business development for organizations like the Miss America organization, um, DirecTV, helping them find strategic partners and licensing and sponsorship deals. Um, ultimately, what, what I realized was that there is a space in the world to um, help business owners create environments where they can be successful and where their people can be successful. And I think, and I, I don't know that I have the keys to this kingdom, but I think that we can, as a society, change the world by making better business leaders, having better organizations, and um, sending employees from those organizations home to be happy where they can create happy lives and happy households. And um, so maybe we can create a little bit of a butterfly effect just by having people be happier at work and having business yeah. owners be successful in a sustainable way. Here, here. I'm all for it. And it sounds to me that that's led to the creation and the growth of the Buckeye Group. So tell me more about what you guys are up to. Sure. So we help organizations take a look at where they are, right? Everybody talks about where they want to be, but we have a firm belief that you can't get to where you want to go without really assessing where you are right now so that you can plot the path to getting 
to where you are. So we immerse ourselves in our clients' businesses to understand the people, to understand the kinds of clients they have, and to really understand what is making them successful right now and what challenges they have. And then once we understand those things, then we can bridge the gap to where they want to be. And as you said, it's a fractional C-suite because sometimes we're creating financial models yeah. and sometimes we are um, just helping them operate by implementing systems. But all of those things are um, with an eye on profitability, but done from a people perspective. Well, Billy, I have a question. You know, I remember earlier in my career, the first time I ever came across this construct of a fractional C-suite leadership was in fact actually in Europe, in the Netherlands. It was perhaps maybe more common over there initially. And we did a, a deal with a fractional CEO and he was so good. He was so good that I was running the region and I was just begging him not to leave. You know, how do you get uh, into a situation or how do you extract yourself sometimes perhaps as people perhaps fall in love with you and your team going forward? Well, we we try to, if, we're, if we've done our job correctly, we, we are able to leave because yeah. we've put in place what we've talked about. However, that never happens because... <laughs> There is value in having an outside perspective and having an outside perspective that is so intimate with your business. Yeah. So what we do is we implement something um, that one of my friends and, and former colleagues uh, called a bat phone. So we have a bat phone plan and that bat phone plan really does keep us connected to our clients. So if, if I were to be working with your organization for six, nine months or a year, um, I'd really know your business. And then after that, if we're on more of just a, of an outreach kind of, kind of bat phone kind of plan where I, where I parachute in, help you solve a problem and we move on, we're able to have a very quick conversation because I know about Karen. I know mm -hmm. about Jim. We don't need to, we don't need to start over. So um, that shorthand that we've established over those previous six, nine or 12 months um, is really helpful for business owners and for yeah. leaders to have someone to connect to. Um, another client made it uh, an, an analogy like their business is a submarine. And when we meet, whether it's for those quick calls or for a monthly or um, every two week meeting, uh, we're putting the periscope up, we're scanning the landscape, we're talking about where we've been where we want to head, where they want to head as an organization, and then they go back down below deck and, and go and get to work. Um, so I really do like to maintain those relationships, even if it's in a very um, cursory way, we can be very helpful in a short amount of time. I love it. And some of those things that you guys focus on certainly are kind of like those timeless foundational elements that companies really need to get right. But Things are changing so quickly right now. I'd just be curious to get your take on what are your customers interested in and what are their uh, hopes, worries, and fears? Sure. Well, what they're dealing with right now is still this coming back to work issue. Are we working uh, in the office? Are we working yeah. from home? What does that hybrid look like? So we're coordinating with clients um, uh, a, a balance uh, on that and having to adjust processes that, um, you know, did 180s, 
during the pandemic when people were away? And then how do we bring them back? Because there is true value in being together. So how are those processes shifting? And then looking forward, you know, as we head into um, a recession, economic downturn, whatever you want to call it, um, helping business owners look at different ways to get clients, different ways to maintain clients, um, and a little bit of a, some mindset work with their um, with their employees, and particularly those that are on business in business development. We talk about how many clients do you really need to have a successful business? Well, you don't need the entire economy. You only need X number of businesses. So let's go get those X number of businesses and let's figure out how to, how to get that. And let's not worry about what everybody else is doing and whether there's a downturn and all this. And then also, is this an opportunity to raise prices? Um, you know, it, everyone is, is, is facing inflation. Every price is going up elsewhere for other, for other people. So, um, you know, let's take a look at the work we're doing and, and are our, are our expenses going up and where can we raise prices? You raised, I think, a really, really good and really important insight, which is that idea that we hear all this noise. You open up any website, any news website, any TV channel, and you're going to hear stressful news. <laughs> and yet at the end of the day, this idea of, hey, wait a minute, focus on your business, focus on you. I really like that. Yeah, there's a there's a real opportunity now um, coming out of the pandemic. I, I do a lot of work in with mental health advocacy, and I think we're we're unfortunately we, we've gone from one epidemic uh, in, into an into another with with our our, our state of, of mental well being, and I think that this goes hand in hand with that, which is okay. We're dealt with this situation. How can we maximize that for ourselves while still taking care of ourselves? Well, one of the ways to still take care of ourselves is to not worry about the entire economy because uh, you and I can't really control that as much as we'd, we'd like to think. But the parts that we can control um, is the kind of business that we do and the types of people that we work with and the mindset that we bring to our work. Now, I mean, sounds to me like you guys are working very closely with your customers on this idea of how they evolve rapidly, because we've been going through this kind of, I guess, a rapid shift perhaps uh, working at home or economic shifts. It's been a wonderful roller coaster we've been on. And I'd just be curious to hear your thoughts on how the whole pandemic was for how you guys at the Buckeye Group were operating. I mean, did it sure. change you guys? And it, in what ways? It changed me specifically a, a lot. Um, uh, I take a lot of pride in showing up and being in front of people and, you know, talking to someone. I'm in Los Angeles right now and talking to someone on the phone uh, who's in Atlanta and saying, what are you doing for lunch on Thursday? And just showing up and meeting them for lunch on Thursday, because I think that there's a lot of value in face-to-face -face interaction. So, um, and not only do I think there's value in it, I enjoy it. And so I, I missed that in the beginning. Um, that's not the most efficient way to work. So became more efficient, um, but did become tied to tied to this Zoom machine a little bit a little bit more than than would have liked. Um, but now we're getting back out there and and seeing people and re really enjoying that. So we had to adjust by connecting on Zoom uh, made us more efficient and our business grew as a 
as a result of it. But our secret sauce really is in the hand-to-hand, face-to-face interaction. And so we're getting, we're getting back to that where possible. Yeah, that's I'm a similar mindset to you in that regard. It's still a little odd for me with my own company's hybrid structure to come to our offices because I love actually working in the office. And yet, you know, you see that a lot of people feel more comfortable still working at home. And as long as things are productive and growing, it's really hard to argue with it, right? (laughs) It it is hard to argue with it. I, I, I do struggle with the sitting on a zoom staring staring at at someone you know going call to call to call for eight straight hours so i i try to build in some buffer time Um, i have been hearing that one of the things that people are starting to track is the potential downside that it has on perhaps like middle managers younger members of teams because they just don't get that depth of connection that one would have had, you know, as you're trying to fight for that promotion or, you know, look good to the boss, maybe have that extra session where you can impress them on a strategic insight. You know, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So I, it's funny, I'm facing that in, in two, two areas right now. One, my daughter who just graduated college and started a job is working fully remotely right now and being 22 years old and not being able to interact with people and to gain those relationships that are so key in the beginning um, is is interesting to watch. And I think that will evolve, she'll she'll get in the office soon, but also with our, and then the other place where I'm dealing with that is with our clients. And we're looking for opportunities to bring teams together, um, whether that's in in smaller groups um, or in other ways that um, can help younger people grow. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. Well, I mean, you are someone that has seen a lot of different things happen in the business world. Here we are finding ourselves in 2022. I tell you, Billy, if we had spoken in December, I was so excited about this year. (laughs) So excited. And I really thought it was going to be such an amazing just accelerated growth story. But you know, it's been an interesting one. It's been a real doozy. And I'd just be curious to hear what your thoughts are on 2022 and going forward. You know, it's just a different set of challenges. Um, At the end of 2021, it really was, you know, hey, we're getting back to the world and people are vexed and we're figuring this stuff out. And while we're still figuring it out now because of all the variants and all that stuff, now there's economic issues and global uh, geopolitical issues to deal with. It's really, again, about what are my objectives? What are my client objectives? And how can we help meet those? It's just a different set of obstacles. And so we'll work around them. Um, I talk a lot uh, with my clients about, you know, champions adjust. And so um, maybe it's watching less news if possible. Uh, but, But it's, it's, uh, and I talked to, to young, younger uh, employees at, at my client and my clients, but been dealing with this a little bit about uh, with, with the leadership as well. What mindset do we need to bring to each interaction? Mm. And what do I need to do to, to achieve that mindset? Well, for me, I'm not on Zoom after three o'clock. I just, I can't do it. I'm, right. It's, by the next day, I'm going to be wiped out, and my eyes are going to be glazed over. So it's where can we where can we set up 
um, tools for ourselves or boundaries where necessary to do that. Um, and look, in December, it's going to be <laughs> maybe these issues, but, in, but an increased level of them. Or in next December, it's another set of challenges. Yeah. So it's it's um, it's really in how you, in how you look at it. I like your mindset, Billy. It's something that we all need to absorb into our own approaches, which is really look. There's always going to be challenges, but don't get overwhelmed by them. Just kind of like knock them down. It sounds like, which is a nice way of thinking about it. We've been chatting with Billy Goldberg. He's the president and founder of the Buckeye Group. They help founders and teams look at themselves critically, get to the root of organizational problems, accelerate growth, and increase revenue. Billy, if somebody wanted to reach you, where's the best place to find you? Sure. So you can get me at bgoldberg at thebuckeyegroup.com. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Billy Goldberg, B-I-L-L-Y-G-O-L-D-B-E-R-G, and at Billy Goldberg on Instagram. Um, I don't know that I'm that interesting to follow on Instagram, but if you'd like to, sure. Awesome. Be my, be my guest. That's great. That's great. Well, yeah. Billy, thanks so much for being on Uncaged Day, and we look forward to having you back. Thank you, Ben. Really appreciate it. Cheers. 